Hey, group chat, I know y'all see my text. There's tea to be spilled. Each week, we're bringing you our unfiltered take on culture, news, dating, and our lives as Black millennial women. We're coming to y'all with the honesty and eye rolls that only a text chain with your girls can. This is Black Girls Texting with Chelsea, Glenn, and Shade. Welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Texting. If you're watching this, my bangings are full and voluminous and my um, blood alcohol Wait, levels guys, are high. Yes. Guys, sorry. I am just worried something's wrong because on the right side, I only see my name. Usually I see everyone's name. It's because you're not um, oh, okay. recording. So Franco, you can cut that out. Anyways, as I was saying, <laughs> my bangs are voluminous and my blood alcohol count is high. Um, just came from my stylist. She blessed me with lots of wine and then insisted that I go with her to a bar and have a drink. Mm-mm. And I'm a lightweight and you I don't eat. Bar too? So it's a lot. That's literally um, your twin. How was it? It was lovely. Um, you know, just a, a cocktail and a ketchup. But I'm joined by Bedsty Brat. She has on her new um, I, I'm, this might be a signature look, red glasses and Chelsea pinky. We won't say her full government. We'll just say. Rah. They figured it out. <laughs> they, they the girls know. You. They did. They the girls know. <laughs> they found me <laughs> with her curls Detective. for the girls and her glass of vino tinto. How goes it, ladies? That was great. Yeah, I'm on one. It's going to be a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe you should always be on one. <laughs> no, it's too much. It's way too much. Um, I'm chilling now. You know, I'm sitting here with a daiquiri. It's actually kind of appropriate because we're going to talk about Cuba. Daiquiri. Who wants to kick off Red or Replies? On Red or Replies. I'll hop in. I'm just going to leave on Red that I'm back in the gym and my body is in mad pain. Mm. And also because I guess, you know, there's like the new year's rush to the gym. Cause I've been going. So I see the peoples that I always see now there's all these like, you know, new people going, but there's people that I know and they're all texting me like, I see you sis, get it in. Somebody like yesterday I was in the gym lifting. Somebody wrote me that. And I was looking around like mad, concerned and then somebody else from back in the day like somebody I went to elementary school with texted me and they told me they saw me in the gym today um so yeah people are watching um, i thought your lady i thought she broke available. up with me yeah and now she's trying to like add in a couple more sessions which i'm like i'll take it she wants mm. to do virtual when i'm traveling mm. which i appreciate i'm like let's do it let's come in. i'm down i'm down sis speaking of traveling i'm going to reply to the fact that I'm going to Sundance Film Festival. I've been so fucking hyped about this for mad months. Um, and I was thinking about this earlier. My dad always jokes that I, uh, not jokes, he critiques that I'm hard to excite about things. Like I get excited, but I'd be like, mm. like I'm even like, damn, I'm really excited mm. about something. But yeah, I'm excited about it. I've been trying to figure out what I'm going to like, what looks I'm going to give. I've been texting with um, a colleague of mine who's gone to Sundance many years. And I was like, I need some tips. Like, what do I do? She told me when I get there, I need to go buy a 
a bottle of oxygen and i'm like girl is it like a whippet oh the altitude like you can buy oxygen like in a bottle and she's like people just walk around like inhaling it she said it's like a thing you would use to like clean the inside of a vcr but people like inhale it on the mountain because the altitude's od and people are like partying and drinking so much and just like walking around from film to film to film mm. but um i've been working on like some of our just doing like overviews of all the films that are going to show. I wish I could highlight some ones right now, but I'll do it when I get back. But I'm yes. excited to see be awesome. Cat Person. Yeah. Do you remember that article in in the New Yorker? I think it was called Cat Person. And it was really interesting because it was exploring this like gray area around sexual assault. And no. it was people felt like a lot of ways about it. But um basically this girl goes out with this guy and she has sex with him and she kind of like didn't didn't want to do it and he doesn't pick up on the, the signals but she doesn't verbally say no and he's completely surprised when she says that she wasn't into it from my recollection among other things but yeah so they adapted it and i definitely want to see that and i'm just hype i ordered moon boots and i feel really embarrassed about it but um they just came so i'm just gonna look at them and see and are those are like puffy wait pull yes. them out i want to see them what color they're navy. I ordered two in a fucking psychotic, like, panic. Yeah, and you return one. Yeah, I ordered one that's just blue. She probably won't. Standard. No, I don't. And then the ones that are, like, fly and different, they're brown and they have all these, like, interesting ties. They give, like, Rick, but they don't come until Sunday. And I won't be, oh. like, I won't, I don't know. I, I'm concerned. But the blue ones are in the box. I'll get them later. We'll see. I think my feet are going to look gigantic in these damn boots. I'm scared. I feel like they make feet look small. I have a boat foot, so it's just going to give boat, potentially. Oh. And then what do I wear with it? <laughs> like a lot You should of get on YouTube, since that's your favorite website, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. find some I was going to get some, balls. like, Sorrells, or just maybe, like, some Solomon boots. Mm -hmm. um, but then it might be giving, like, big mask energy. You know, I'm trying to pull like a couple filmmakers or producers down there. You know, somebody that's up and coming. Have your Raya the buzzy open. new film. Oh, I'm gonna have that Raya on, baby. Oh yeah, You're such a bird. That's a must. <laughs> that's a must. <laughs> I'm trying You're to get some producers. <laughs> uh, you know, a rising star, a one to watch out for. <laughs> the ones to watch. One to watch. Glenn is watching. Yes. So when people ask what you do. Too. Do you have like a? What are you I'm gonna just say? gonna say I'm a producer. Oh, which I have. I'm. I've been. I, I mentioned. I think I told y'all on the Patreon. One of the like a big like black producer. I'm gonna work with. He made like a bunch of classic black films, and then I just got assigned to a project two days ago. That's being made by um, the production company of like a very very classic A list actor, mm -hmm. and. Oh. It's kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. It's a white man. Oh, that's not who I was thinking of. Okay. Mm -mm. Yeah. That's it's exciting. cool. I was feeling like oh, blown by my job. And it's still weird because I'm doing things I don't really want to do, but I'm delegating things and now I'm getting to do things that are more interesting and I feel more hope. Mm -hmm. We love that. New year. Mm -hmm. New you. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll go. Um, I am. I don't really have much to leave on red. 
I'll just encourage everyone to be kind and and fun. Like, you know, like the new year, like it's fresh. It's new. It's like, oh my God, you're still angry. Like leave it in the past. Like just let it go. Like, and it's not necessarily like an individual or a thing. It's just like a sentiment. Like when you go online and everyone's like, it's like, it's just like, it's January 11th. Like be mad in February, be mad in March. Like just come to the new year with like a fresh, lens a fresh perspective just like let let the shit go be happy like there's no time or space or energy for like all the negative that's just eating away at your soul like just just chill like relax i'm 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 here i'm encouraging that like when i go online and i see people critiquing and being like so extra i'm like we're still doing this. Like, oh, aren't you tired? Maybe I could see this energy in the middle of the year. It, it gives July. <laughs> it doesn't give January. July is hot. Right. July is high. You're angry. It's the middle of the year. You're like, oh, January. Yeah, not my birthday month. Right. Enjoy right. Occasion. Let the Capricorns just do their thing. Just relax. Um. So, yeah. That's just something that I don't know. I I wasn't really thinking about it. It just came to mind. But what I'm replying to is that I, as a person who is always searching for my identity, um, you all know I love Latin culture, um, studied Spanish, studied in different places, traveled to different countries. I have decided I'm Cuban now. And, you know, we'll get more into that in the episode. But can you be black? Yeah, and you just threw You can be black and Cuban. So, I'm just saying, yeah, but can nigga, you be like I can. The things that you are. <laughs> right. Black American, Ados. Black American. I, I can be black American. I can be Grenadian. And I can identify with my connection with Cuba. Um, bitch, you went to Alabama and was all like, I feel connected. Well, she is. Because I'm Southern black. They, fr- they are from New Jersey, as far and as you know. Before that. No, before that. Before that, from where? From- South oh, Carolina, cool. North Carolina, and Virginia, child. That's not Alabama. It's the South. Uh, Cuba's the Caribbean. My people don't live there no more. So My people don't live in Cuba anymore. Indies, they could have been there. Mm. Is Cuba West Indies? No. Cuba is the Caribbean. And we were I know, all just but West dro- Indies are different. We were dropped off in different places and different locations. No, it's just locations. funny. I'm, I don't give you shit, but it's just okay. funny. Like, you know, I'm always looking for my identity. Am I a Mexican lady? Am I, like, <laughs> you know, I do love Mexico. No. I, will not, I will not give up my Mexican sayings. I will my hold on to them. I was in Cuba saying affinity. Mexican sayings. They were looking at me like I was crazy. She's a woman of the world. But, you know, yes, as a woman of we'll the world um, and, a, and, a, and, you know, a Spanish AKA speaker. AKA our hairdresser. <laughs> I am. I'm feeling the I, I, Cuba. I'm like I was here at one point mm-hmm. in my life. You know, my people. We believe in reincarnation. At one point, I was there. I know it. I just felt it, and I haven't felt that in other places. Like I don't think my past life has been in Mexico as much as I love Mexico. I don't think mm. my past life has been in Argentina. I don't think they've been in Colombia. Them niggas been in Cuba for sure. So I hear you. I'm this replying is a to soul, that. a soul, soul thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Chelsea. Well, what am I going to reply to? I'll reply to just life. I don't really have anything. Sp- oh, I'll reply to Naomi Osaka. She announced today that she is pregnant with her first child. Oh my god! 
Yeah. Wait. With um, what's his face? The rapper. He's a rapper, Co- right? Corbett Cordell. Corday. 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 Cordell. Oh wow. Um, her announcement said, can't wait to get back on the court, but here's a little life update for 2023. And it is a sonogram. Wow. Oh my God. Picture of a little creature. (laughs) Um, and I don't really have nothing on red, so I'll do another reply. I went to an event last night for cool moms and. So it was there the host of Cool Moms podcast, Elise, I think her name is, and mm-hmm. Brooke was the guest, and it was really cool. It was like a room full of mommies, which was cute. I actually ran into my friend there who's pregnant. Um, wow. But yeah, it was cool. It was like cool seeing people build community around something that, you know, is so beautiful, like motherhood and like mm-hmm. womanly and... Um, it was cool. It was a great event at Soho Warehouse. So shout out to Cool Moms and Naked Beauty Podcast for that collab. Great event. And nothing on red. I love that. Positive. Did you learn anything about motherhood while oh, you were yeah. there? I actually learned a lot. So it was interesting because Elise was talking about this conundrum of wanting to build out, this is not necessarily about motherhood, but I'll just share a bit more about the event, about wanting to build her podcast, but not loving the fact that you kind of have to be a content creator to build it out and grow it and like post Mm. on social media and make reels and get on TikTok. And what you really want to do is just talk on your podcast. Um, Mm -hmm. And Brooke was kind of talking about how she just doesn't even think about it or plan it. She just like puts together things that she's doing and like somehow that's gone viral many times and people are interested in it. Um, But she was like, she doesn't do heavy editing. Um, And then she talked about how, and she wasn't coming at Elise by saying this, but she mentioned that in Japanese culture, being shy is actually looked at as almost like you're vain because you think Mm. people are so interested in you that there is something to be shy about or like you think people are so interested in you that you should care what you post basically her point was you shouldn't care just post whatever you want and she Mm. was saying when you watch people look at stories they're just clicking like no one cares about your hair that's like not perfectly in place or like the background noise like no one's looking that deep so just post and like try to be less self-conscious about things Mm. um she also mentioned that when she was pregnant, she made a very conscious decision to care for herself. So, so many moms were like, you will never have time to shower, for example. So she made sure she took like long showers every day and like took that self-care time, did her 10-step routine. She said when she was in the hospital bed, she had her Meissler water, her toner, her scent, whatever Mm. shit. Um, so yeah, it was good. It was good. It kind of, I'm not ready to have kids yet, but it did make me excited about motherhood and like remaining yourself and like keeping things that are important to you and building that community. And yeah, it was a very nice event. Damn, my kid's going to have to wait while I do my 10 step skincare routine. I don't, don't know what to tell them. Well, it's so cute because apparently Brooke wanted a daughter and got Mavi which is a boy, and she was saying that um, she wanted it for, like, you know, the 
beauty routine with her daughter. And she was like, but her and her son are actually able to do that. And like when they have bath time, they light a candle and they put essential mm. oils in the bath and he gets like a massage with special oil. And now he actually knows how to massage her. So it's like a whole beauty routine that they have together, even though he's a boy. That's period. Cute. Mm -hmm. Instilling yeah. skincare and self-care from a young age is so important. I love that. Yes. I love that. Well, 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 do we have anybody's hotline blinging? Not particularly. Just, you know, the people telling me to huff oxygen in the slopes. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. Well, wow. such um, a valuable segment. That sounds really sketchy to me. But, it does. You know. I was like, girl, that sounds like a whip it. And right. You should do those in high Don't altitude. you do those? Yeah. <laughs> you don't do I've never done a whip actively. it out of a can. Well, not it's not don't. a thing I'm here. Done. Right. I've no, done, I've done it in like very a much balloon. a thing still. In Brooklyn? Yeah, they well, sell yeah. it at the corner store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. yeah. That's sad or if you go to like a little kind of certain type of party they might have them yeah whippets are poppers or are whippets. whippets and poppers poppers i, I know do, poppers. do poppers right okay i knew it was yes one okay that's what you meant <laughs> mm, mm, no whippets it's like really like oh, the brain is like, pop, is that like pop, sniffing pop. a like, marker mm, 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 crazy. yeah yeah oh. well whatever be safe everybody they kind of Poppers kind of feel like whippets a little bit, actually. They do. That's I was, why I was like, like, I don't like poppers either. I was like, let's not normalize either. Uh -huh. Who was I talking to that they didn't know that you're supposed to sniff poppers and they poured <gasps> it and it burned their nostril? Oh, God. And they were like, oh, my I God. you oh, had that story that maybe somebody told all of us that. No, but... to me. No, Chelsea, you had a friend friends... with a horror story that like accidentally. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Someone told me that. I just can't that remember That is terrifying. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Again, yeah. we are not condoning drug use. Be safe. Be smart. Don't do stupid shit. All right, <laughs> you guys? Oh, wait. Just something very, very funny. You know how we talked about the Miel hair oil on a previous episode? P&G. Mm P&G. -hmm. Mm. Congratulations to her and her husband. But also, I was on Clubhouse and we were discussing it with oh, you know, my little group. And, um, <laughs> and one of the girls was like, yeah, I saw all the all the like girls on tiktok and i told them she was like i wrote a comment under the video like hey i actually have like a really great um hair beauty hack if you want super silky hair get this brand called just for me put it on your hair and sleep with it overnight with a shower cap <laughs> and she said it got like ten thousand likes no, no. Oh, I was Jesus. like, you're evil for doing that. That ain't right. That ain't right. I'm like, I hope nobody actually Well, they, you start to feel this thing. You got to know what the fuck is going on. But it, it's oh too late. God. It's definitely Our too white late hair? if you have OD straight hair. Yikes. See, and that's the thing I'm saying. That's kind of what we were talking about at the double-edged sword a little bit too because they just be trying stuff and like, oh, somebody said that. Let me make a video about it. So guys, I was just I just found out that there's something called just for me. I could just see it now. Right. <laughs> it's just for me. <laughs> oh hell to the no. With a little black child on just it. Just for me. Oh my god. That's um, that is fucking nuts. Thoughts and prayers <laughs> to the white women just out here trying shit. My good sis, that's a black girl doing shit. Well, um, for a black girl doing shit, Glenn, you can probably give more context because you actually went to the museum. 
But mm-hmm. um, in the spirit of this being an episode about Cuba, I want to highlight Carlota Lucumi, also known as La Negra Carlota. Um, she was a kidnapped African woman um, who is known as one of the leaders of the slave rebellion in Matanzas, Cuba. Um, she was an African-born free woman from Benin, and her last name, Lukumi, comes from the ethnic group of the Lukumi people who descended from the Yoruba people of present-day Nigeria and the Benin Republic. Um, Glenn was able to go to the museum the that honored her. The planta- Was it plantation slash oh, museum? Wow. Museum slash plantation? Well, yeah. I mean, it was a plantation that she was enslaved on that she started the first rebellion on. And then from there, it traveled to, like, several plantations, like, in that area i don't know exactly how many i can't recall i took a Mm. picture of it um but yeah from what they were telling us at the museum they spread the message of like we're about to rebel with the drums and Mm. that's how people got the message and then they banned drumming if not in all of cuba at least in that region for like a very long time um yeah fucking crazy and then we also found out in the museum that like when they when Cuba was about to go in like help Angola like liberate themselves, they modeled a lot of their like techniques. So they were inspired by this like rebellion. Rebellion. That's dope. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to highlight her because to be honest, in thinking about slave rebellions, a lot of the stories that I hear have been led by men. Mm. Um, so it was really amazing to hear that there was a woman led rebellion um and also just wanting to highlight that our people have always been fighting for freedom um and yeah i was like really sad that i wasn't able to make it that day i had to work the man got me down but um glad that you guys got to go experience that and learn about that history so wanted to highlight that black woman doing shit i feel like we can't even call amazing. her a black girl doing shit when she right. leading, out here leading slave rebellions like, <laughs> amazing that's Super. incredible have you guys have you guys heard of the descendant challenge no. there's a challenge yeah so michelle obama um what was it i think it was yesterday she tweeted I'll read the tweet. I was lucky to grow up surrounded by relatives, grandparents, aunties, uncles, and more with stories to tell and the willingness to share them. Though these conversations, through these conversations, I learned that I was a dis- the descendant of slaves and my grandfather's grandmother lived in bondage. And she like shared all these pictures. I'd love to know if there is an ancestor of yours who has influenced your life. Join the Descendant Challenge by sharing photos so and more about your family history using the hashtag Descendant Challenge. I can't wait to hear about your stories, too. Come on, Michelle. That's amazing. That's beautiful. Oh, And I love that it all brings pride pictures. to, you know, something that people might think is shameful. Like, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. Yeah, I kind of had gotten on my ancestry kick OD when I went to Ghana, and then stuff started getting just crazy. I was looking in the records, and I just couldn't figure shit out. It just, I was hitting, like, dead ends, and it was, I don't know, challenging. It's like, who are the, is that the person? Well, there's lots of I'll be looking at, like, 
like records and it would like yeah there would be like the name would kind of be like the name of my family member but like things would be spelled differently and i'm like is that them i don't know yeah i need to get back on that though it was very empowering Hmm. i have friends on clubhouse that specialize in this yeah who get on that they're like ados like people getting their paperwork together mm-hmm. gotta get your affairs in order mm-hmm. <laughs> not your affairs. when the checks hit <laughs> right facts facts you gotta be able to trace trace your you enslaved person for your check that's you need at up. least one but you need at least one i think i can find somebody all right y'all it's time for the group chat um but yeah jumping into you know the group chat um one wanted to be able to share the experience in Cuba, but also we got either a DM or an email or something, a message where someone was like, I love your travel episodes. Um, mm-hmm. So also happy to kind of like bring back this style of episode, even though we've done it in many different ways and many different iterations, it's not probably going to look like the ways we've done it in the past. Also, this wasn't a trip that we were all on together. I was there for a portion of time. Then Glenn joined me. Chelsea wasn't there. So you're going to get a lot of different stuff. But um, yeah, so I personally went to Cuba to do um, religious ceremonies. I had a ceremony. My niece had a ceremony. She was initiated into our religion. Um, which, what is your religion called? Known as, I've heard y'all say different things. Known as Lukumi. We are Orisha practitioners descending from the Yoruba people of Nigeria slash Benin. Oyo Empire. So it's called Lukumi. I've been saying that you were Yoruba this whole time. Me too. I've been saying Yoruba. Well, okay. It's very confusing, right? Because it descends from the Yoruba people. Um, and Lukumi is also a people. So oh. I'm sure someone, you know, some historian or someone who might know things more than I do might come over here and be like it's it's called this but that's what the fuck I call it so that's what we gonna call it so low-key it makes me think of like while it's a religion it's like a practice it's a culture right yeah it's like like you can practice Judaism and be Jewish Mm. no but you know what I mean that oh I hear you yeah you can okay fair 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 fair. yeah like it's from like a a it's a from like a tribe of people because you could be Yoruba, you could be well. You could be Yoruba and Christian, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe back then, I don't know what that looked like, like back, back, back in the day. But yes, or you could be Yoruba and Muslim, like mm-hmm. so. Um, but yeah, it was an incredible experience. Um, I think I had like a not to be dramatic because y'all know I could I could be dramatic um it was like a spiritual awakening in a in a sense of like I've never felt very like close to my religion um one in just in terms of like my own personal rebelling against rules and structure um but I think secondly a lot of the way the religion is practiced in the U.S starts to mimic things that I don't like about structured religion, which is hierarchy, um, strict rules, and the humanness that gets pulled into religion that is supposed to be, you know, mystical and spiritual and like your own connection, which 
all those elements I love. I don't like when people start being like, well, I've been in this religion for 75 years and I know so-and-so. And I was like, who, who cares? Like, are you praising? Are you doing good things? Are you supporting people? Are you being a good person? Like all that other stuff doesn't matter. Obviously, yes, like it's an oral tradition. So things are passed down. It's important that we pass on the traditions and that we are following things. But something that I learned in Cuba that I really appreciated is the malleability of the religion. Because for example, a lot of divination in Nigeria is done with a certain type of like a, I don't even know if you would call it it's like a it's like a nut cola nut yeah obicola cola nut that is native to nigeria niggas get to caribbean ain't no cola nut they got coconut mm-hmm. so they move it to be coconut oh, so funny you know what i'm right and it's just like talking to a lot of cubans and and talking to them about the way they do things and the way we do things they definitely have more like syncretized some more santeria more christian influence um, than I have experienced in the United States, but also just like Cuba is a very resourceful country just because, you know, there's embargoes, there's lacks, lack of resources. So they're not so obsessed with this is how X, Y, Z is done. Like, and I really appreciated that. They were like, we are here with the intent the of lifting this person up, praying mm-hmm. for their well being, and creating community. And that was just so like evident in the way they moved like these people welcomed us into their homes there was major language barriers there were made major cultural barriers cultural differences and I felt like I was with my family like it was crazy Mm. it was so beautiful and then in doing ceremony to see the songs that came from Nigeria Benin, because you know, it was like all kind of one and made its way through Cuba to Trinidad to DR, PR, United States, Brazil, and mm. we're singing the same songs. Like that was the moment where it was all like, so oh amazing. my God, this is so beautiful. And yeah. having this connection, it was like one of those moments that I just was so appreciative and like understanding that in terms of, you know, what we practice has been able to survive so many years and having to be secretive and and hidden and you know your point of like them not allowing people to play drums when drums are so important to you know the religious work that we do and singing is so important to the religious work that we do and to know that there are people who came and maintain this religion it was so beautiful and i was like all right well you know i can't fuck this up i gotta keep it going and figure it Mm -hmm. out you have to keep it alive right regardless of you know my feelings towards what it looks like um and my experiences in new york city and also understanding that as i'm getting older and i'm growing that i have the opportunity to kind of determine what that looks like. Like I have to know my shit and I have to learn my stuff. I can't be out here like these, these, you know, these Instagram frauds that be selling, um, hood, hood healing. <laughs> no, no shade, no shade to the hood healers, but some of y'all be lying. <laughs> Spiritual readings. Here's my right. cat shot. Spiritual mm-hmm. readings in the DMS. You know, I have to learn my shit, but at the same time, I don't have to necessarily follow some of the things that I have disliked. Um, so I think from a spiritual sense, it was incredible. And then just a cultural sense, it was like just a dope ass country. Um, I highly recommend it. The food, hit or miss, Mm. hit or miss, 
hit or miss. But it's circumstantial, yeah. I think. Did you, Glenn, did you see the ceremonies? I did, girl. Oh, my God. I wonder if you as like an outsider, quote unquote, someone who's not part of the religion, what did you first, I don't think that, well, I want to thank you now, Shade, for like inviting us there. And I want to send that message to your family as well, because it was just like so beautiful. There's something very like vulnerable and raw about witnessing the way people worship. You know, it's just super sacred. And when people... Mm -hmm. Because I, I think that's how I've, I've witnessed a lot of people in the ceremony that I did go to. It's just like people are like letting it all hang out. Mm-hmm. Like it's superhuman. And it's um, it's like just amazing that I could just be in that space with them. Especially with like people that I know too. Like seeing them just being like in it. Um, super beautiful. But um, I went with two of our other friends and, you know, we were like, what do we do? What do we wear? Should we be in all white? Because that's like <laughs> what my, the term that I learned, the Yawos. Um, those are the people that have just made Ocha. So they have to wear all white for the year. Um, yeah. So Shade was like, you're fine. You're fine. Just whatever you do, don't wear all black. All three of us showed up in all black, of course, because we had just got off the plane and we just weren't thinking. And my flight was out of Newark in the morning and I threw on a, all black outfit and now i'm like fuck oh no i can't go inside like we were like stressed out the first day we got there shade walks outside in a whole ensemble like she was wearing like (laughs) a um like an apron she had like something on her head (laughs) she had her um alekes on come on glenn and the alekes you'll have them in different the, you know, different bead patterns of different colors represent your Orisha. Bitch, I'm about to be gang gang. <laughs> I'm very impressed. Uh, no, because literally m- much of the trip was spent. I was just, I don't know if you peeped. I was, or like, I was just asking you like a thousand questions. You were. Like, I was like, I was asking you so many questions. You were. No, but explain now why. Like, I wanted to know every little bit. Um, so yeah, anyway, on the first day, we got into this house, the Ocha house, where they do the ceremonies, which I thought was super cool. Like, there's just these designated homes to do the work that they do. And this particular family that lives in this house, like the guy, Carlitos, he just seems like super tapped in, super spiritual, and is like the right person to host these types of ce- celebrations and ceremonies. So they were doing a, a certain type of ceremony at that time when we came. And I wanted to look at everything. And I started peeking, and I guess they were telling Shade like does she want to make Ocha like if you start looking then they mean they're they're like oh you trying to get down um so <laughs> she kept telling me to go sit down in the corner <laughs> so we that was like our small little experience that first day and then we went back another day for a tambor bitch check me out <laughs> the tambor is when this might be wrong but this is my test. I think it's just like a big drumming celebration. And the way that the drums, the the more that the people drum, the more that like the Arisha feel compelled to come down from the heavens. And they're like certain people that are, <laughs> if you can't see it, Shade's so proud. Um, there's certain people I'm that it seems shook. are like particularly like tapped in or like inclined to like divine, like to speak with the, 
the spirits. So they like the spirits come to them. They like embody them. It's like being, um, what's the word again? When you get, you know, when something takes over your possess, it's like a right? possession. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. a possession. So we pull up and there's a sound that they were making it was like a high pitched kind of like, I, Sound? Was Shade making the sound? No, inside. We no, could hear I it coming. arrived with them oh, okay. thinking yes. like, oh, we're getting to the tambor. Like, it's it's not going to be too hot yet. Like, it's going to be like still kind of chill. And it was like, it was jumping. As soon as she heard the sound, she was like, um, okay, so people sometimes get like possessed. I don't want to freak out. I was like, girl, I've been to a Baptist church. I see right, people I'm speak like, in tongues and fall Ghost. on the floor and do all kind of... The first time I ever went to a Baptist, like seeing somebody get the Holy Ghost at the Baptist church, I so was scary. so terrified. Yeah. I'll never forget it. I had to be like nine years old. I was so scared. Like it was terrifying. Um, This did not give me that emotion. But so basically... Like on this day, as Shadi explained it to me, huh? I was older. I said you're older. Right? <laughs> I was like, "Are you? Are you guys good?" They were like, "Yeah, we're chilling." Like, I was yeah, like, chilling, chilling, chilling. It was totally like a cultural, amazing thing. But um, so we walked in, and like a lot of Shadi's family members were there in white, um, dancing in a circle to the drums, and like some people were starting, were like really, really into it. And then as these like Orisha came down and embodied these people they would like go to the back of the house and then come back dressed, like dripped in like the colors of their, of the Orisha, like full on outfits, like their, the Shango. I don't know. Was in what, all like, I, I'm like, I've never seen that. I'm like, they just be Cuban, never seen people uh, dress up. De- they, they're Cuban. Oh, they so. changed. They yeah. went and changed. Oh, my head. Outfits. I'm so like magical. I'm like, they just, they just turn color. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I mean, it was like really the, fast. Uh, the, the, what you call it from like, the Wakanda. <laughs> yes like they Wait, did a little okay, fast was, spin was your niece there the whole time oh mm-hmm. i want to get to that part too because okay, that's i want to know how a child my, was mind but so anyway they come out though in these outfits and shit and they're like they start dancing around the room they go and they hug everybody they kiss them on each cheek and they like start delivering messages to you if they feel compelled they the yamaya went to up went, went up to one of our friends and was like I love you. Like I have your head. And then I was just sitting there chilling. And then the Yamaya snatched me away. And I start, my heart started fucking racing. <laughs> I was so terrified. And he starts telling me that all this stuff with this little lady that was, I don't know who she was. A Obatalao? A Babalu. A Babalu. She was in yellow and brown. Maybe she, he's telling me mad stuff. And he pulls my boss. Fun fact. My boss, I think we talked about this, is Shadi's spiritual godmother. So she was on the trip and he starts telling me mad shit. And my boss is translating the messages. <laughs> it's actually so bad, but like, I had on like a, wild. a dress above the knees. And so I think it was just because I had my like very sturdy legs out, but the man was like touching my legs and he's like, you like need to care for your legs. You might have sickness in your legs. <laughs> this is so bad. Never mind. I told one of our friends about it though, and he keeps like clowning me. <laughs> it's not funny. Um, I have no. I, I mean, yes. He keeps calling me all kinds. What did of he names. say? <laughs> Sick this is ableist. He keeps calling me a potential <laughs> amputee, and he's like, 
it's okay, curls. I'll push you around. Like, it's bad. Oh, my God. He's such a clown. Y'all. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, well, for context, all these people speak Spanish and then they speak Lukumi, which is like a Yoruba Spanish blend. So, like, that was another thing. Lord, I was so tired. I was so well, tired like of translating. Yoruba Spanish blend. It's like literally a, a blend of the two. It's like a patois. I know. Tell me some words. Oh, girl, I don't even fucking know the words because they were speaking to me and look at me. And I was like. Oh, I thought you said you were translating. I thought you knew. No, it. no, no. I'm literally this is how it's going. Someone speaking Spanish slash look at me. Then the Spanish speaker who understands Lukumi is translating to me in Spanish. Then I'm Shut translating up. from Spanish to English. And I was like, my brain, I can't. Like, next time I go to That's Cuba, we need nuts. to bring, like, need to have more, a way more Spanish speakers on deck. Because mm-hmm. my Spanish ain't even that lit, okay? I was struggling. I was struggling. Well, imagine me And now, Cuban my Spanish. Boss and Cuban different. Spanish. And some yeah. other shit, different intonations. My boss is there translating all this shit. The man starts telling me, like, you need to call your mom every day and thank you, thank her. She worked very, very hard to get you here. Mm. Um, and then I started bursting into tears and my boss is standing there. He's like, you need to call your mom because she has, like, Lukumi, I guess, or Yoruba in her line or something. Mm. You need to be tapping in more. You can always call Yamaya. Your ancestors are here. Like, all this stuff. Mm. And he told me I need Olympia. Shada, you got to do my bread Olympia with me, please. You can literally do your own Olympia, but sure, I'll, I'll help you. Okay. <laughs> um, But yeah. Okay, wait. I want to do my last description as the outsider. So then Shade was like, do you want to go see the baby? That's what they call her niece, even though she's a seven-year-old child. Um, <laughs> she's seven? Dang. She's seven. seven. She's a baby child. Bitch. I walk in that room. So she has this... Sorry, should you just explain this part, Shadi? The throne and everything? Oh, so like in in our tradition, when someone is initiated, they like sit on what is called a throne, but really it's just like a kind of like fancy little space. And typically when you're initiated, if you're not a child, like you, you stay on that throne because the concept of making Ocha is like um, a rebirth. So it's almost like, are you this in the womb? Safe space for you. Like you are like kept in the safe space for seven days. And a lot of the that timing is for you to be like um reflective and thinking about transitioning and changing. Um, so people are there really taking care of you, catering to you, feeding you, taking care of you. So um but And then you are the Ajubona. Ajubona, yes. Mm-hmm. Tell the people what that means. Um, Ajubona, I believe, directly translates as the one that watches, um, like the ceremonies. So when you're initiated, you get two godparents, you get like a main godparent, and then you get an Ajubona. And the Ajubona really has to do all the bitch work, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So Shade had to so stay on the, the throne with, yeah, she's her niece's Ajubona. She had to stay on the throne with her niece. So until we got there, she had been like sleeping on the floor next to her niece on the throne. She was for never seven there. days. She, you must have been there, there for like about four days, maybe. I think I did four days. Yeah. I did a four day bid. And four, then I was like, four day stint. wait, but so you can't this, move from this throne for four days. Seven. If you're like making Ocha, like if you're doing it mm-hmm. and I guess 
the OG Bona should stay for seven days too. I think they can leave to go to the bathroom. And they, they bring, bring the food into the into the throne as well on the mm-hmm. throne. Mm-hmm. But do they come out? They do come out for some of the ceremonies, right? Mm-mm. No. All it's so interesting to me that the ceremonies are happening like around them, but like not on them. You know, like I think of so many things where you have to like place physical hands on people or like mm-hmm. sit, in ceremonies that is, that is that is happening. But yeah, you would mm-hmm. not not for not during the Ocha process. It's during the Ocha process. Yes. Oh, wait. Okay, so you asking. were you and your niece were in a confined space for four days. My she niece, had to, niece had to stay for not, seven. My niece did not stay on the throne. Most oh. children, maybe some good children do stay, but most children do not stay. Right. Um, but if you were an adult, yeah, you would stay in the confined space for seven days and six nights. But let me tell you the space, though, because oh it's not like super, super confined. I wish I could. Like okay, I'm imagining like a box. No, no. it's oh. like a a moderately sized room, like a small sized bedroom, not super small. It's like the size of my bedroom. Um, the ceilings are quite high, and when I walked in the room, I literally my breath like caught in my throat. It was like mad beautiful, like drapery all over the place, and her niece was dressed like a fucking king. Cause she's the Shango oh. King. She had on a crown, like a red crown and like, like a whole outfit. It was amazing. She looked so amazing, like gems jeweled down. And she was sitting there watching OMG girls or <laughs> <laughs> some shit on her iPad. <laughs> What's it called? <laughs> a mess. <That's> hilarious. A <laughs> yes. mess. And like, I just walked in and she gave me this, the tightest hug. And I just, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my God, I couldn't believe it. Like, and she's just a kid sitting there all dressed up, chilling. I couldn't believe it. And there were two other adults in there that are also doing it. And they were standing there like mad regal, all dressed up. Like this one dude had on like face paint. It just was amazing. Like it was amazing. So much detail and like just things like all over the room and the walls. It's crazy. Beautiful. You did good. Yeah, that was... That was an impressive recap. Yeah, I mean, I'd say the first few days, my fir- my first week there, I was there for about a week before Glenn and friends arrived. I was like deep in spiritual work. I was like spiritual out. I was like, oh my God, uh, this has been great, but I want to get the fuck out of here. But it was really cool because like, New Year's Eve came and we had like a break day and like we all, one of my god brothers is like security guard at this club. So like we all went to the club that he worked at and we were like all out partying and it was so crazy to go from like seeing people in this like very like serious spiritual setting to like being in the club like, you want another drink? Ah, ah, ah. Like it was, it was. Duality. Yeah, duality. It was really fun. Um, And yeah, just kind of like gaining a new, a new family there. And I'd say. Once all of that kind of wrapped up, um, we hung out more in Varadero, which is like a beautiful beach town and just like soaked up the sun. We stayed at this all-inclusive. The food was terrible, awful. We'll not do that again. 
Like what? Shadi's family came stocked with the pepper sauce, the chili crunch. We had like two different bottles of. My aunt um, was literally walking around with pepper sauce. sauce. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Was it just like rice and beans? No, no I wish. No. I wish. A what lot of it? Russians and like Eastern Europeans go to Cuba. Also, mm. a lot of Canadians go to Cuba. That I guess they have some so type bad. of relationship. So it was definitely to like a more mm. like white European palate. Like potatoes um, and steak. So bad. De- no, no. So bad. What was the meal, Jack? What can't was on your plate? It. Like there was everything you could have wanted, but just imagine every any type of food with just no seasoning. Oh, okay. So and it was I also normal food, but just no seasoning. I also think that's like I a thing that. of Cuba as well, just lack of resources. So there's like seasoning is not as common. Like when we come down, we bring like adobo and sason and like salt, yeah, pepper, garlic, salt and pepper. Yeah, Maybe just like I seasoning, but like I don't, I can't even describe it. Yeah, like it would be so fish, bad. but it would just be like on the grill, like flip, flip, salt. Not wow. even no. I feel like it was. I'm worse. like that sounds good. Fresh no, yeah. there was so much eggplant for whatever reason. <laughs> There's a lot of eggplant. Was, I love eggplant. I didn't see. Yeah, that. I'm like I like eggplant. It was cold and like very odd. There's lots of um, jelly, gelatin, jello, gelatin fruit cups oh. with like stuff. Like be like, why is this in a fruit cup? What is it was about? super bizarre. It, like by well, the this... end, I was eating like I was a ten year old child. I was just going to the pasta bar. Did you guys bar. lose weight? I, I I don't think that I did because I just ate pastas. Yeah, but I still did. Even though cheese. Mm, well, no, I didn't. Really know. Sure. Yeah, it was it's, wild. The food was not good. Like... I will not stay in that place again. I'll probably but the beach was crazy gorgeous. The beach was crazy. Really nice. That's the gorgeous. hard part. It's like you have to find like a nice crazy. either the hotel that has the right food or like be willing to stay in Matanzas, which is like forty five minutes out where you can like eat and then like have beach days or like beach afternoons. Mm. But yeah. I definitely relished the beach time. I haven't been to an all-inclusive in mad long. Me like at least I'm not even about to age myself, but like I, the last all-inclusive I went to was in DR and the food there was also so terrible. Like, you know how they try to do all those like themed restaurants. There was like a, Texas Roadhouse type restaurant, and it was terrible. I feel I mean, like it's just never amazing. So bad. But I was thinking, if there, I know there are some fly ass all inclusives that are like legit and probably have bomb ass food. I've seen people go into them before. If I want to go to one, imagine I go to one. if all the the restaurants are lit and you're just having like nice ass cocktails the whole time on a beautiful beach. I would eat that shit up. I you mean, wake up every day and you're out right I- there. Isla Mujeres in Mexico, we did um, Excellence Resort, and it was beautiful, and the food was good, but I feel like resort food, it's never going to be, like, the best, if that makes sense. It almost feels like it needs to be, like, boutique, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like, small enough that they don't have to cook in masses. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, because you have to be able to feed people as much as they want. Right, but you'd have Bags. to like be dropping a lot of bread to get right. like the quality. I don't know, but exactly. I I would love to. Have I'll that spend experience. the coin. I would like to see it because there's something about just getting up every day and being right there, mm-hmm. going to that all beach, the drinks, yeah, all the drinks. The trick that we learned, perfect. you might know this, Chelsea, but mm-hmm. I never knew this. You bring like a cooler, like 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 a like a water bottle, but that's like um temperature controlled mm. so you get your drink they put it in there and then your beer your 
daiquiri, your mojito, whatever, stays cold all like all day. Day. You just fill up like one, like two or three times. Um, instead of going back and just getting like little cups each time, the OGs are like the, the, you could tell there was like other people. Our homegirl goes to all inclusives all the time. So she brought them for us, but there was several other people on the trip that just had them and they bring towel clips and they go out to the pool or the beach early in the morning and they just clip their towel to the bet to the chair mad early mm. and just clip they claim their shit for the whole day and they go I mind their business that. Mm-hmm. yeah i love that wait so is this is the uh religious ceremony it's like only during initiation yeah or is it it's something like seven that days but i'd say like there's heavy days where like you're doing a lot and then there's lighter days like there's days that like you can kind of like dip out and chill. Technically speaking, you should probably be there the whole time. But because my niece had her mom, like you typically wouldn't leave a yawo, but my niece had her mom and we were at um, um, a like, I don't know what to call him, like a religious family member's home. Like they were like never alone. But yeah, they like technically should never be alone. Um, no, I mean, are you going to like, I'm sad I missed it. This sounds incredible. So I'm wondering if there's another one in the horizon. For oh, you or if it's girl, like a- you can come to Cuba anytime because everyone's like, we're doing our our ceremonies in Cuba from now on. So okay, I'll go to the next one. I think aren't you gonna go back soon? I there's like the conversation between March and April. There's another conversation around December. Um, someone we all know may or may not have just bought a house there or is like going back there to buy a house. So it's happening. And I'm super excited. That's why I'm like, I'm Cuban now. Like I'm always going to be back there. Like, Wait, who's the person? I'll tell you offline, but okay. you can deduce. Um, <laughs> You gave no clues. Okay. I mean, I'm like, it's not our friend and her lover. No, like, that's the no. only person. But, we'll, but we'll, whatever. We'll get, we'll get right. into that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I just like always want to go back there. The club scene, Glenn was not a fan. I don't know. I'm torn, but I had the best time. The clubs were so fun. There's like a mix of like reggaeton, Cuban reggaeton, Afro beats, like pop, US pop. But it's just like a crazy party culture. They like go out a lot. I imagine because like, people's employment seemingly and cubans y'all can correct me on this it's like kind of hit or miss it's like some people work some people don't so i think there's just like a culture of like you can always go out it's not like oh man like i gotta work tomorrow like some people Damn, don't gotta work the tomorrow. life mm-hmm. Girl, that's right? the life <laughs> yeah i mean some you know you go to the club but you might be hungry the next day uh, <laughs> okay yeah that's <laughs> yeah so but it would be nice to not have they do love the club though they love the club and they love me, the club i just realized Glenn, i'm not a reggaeton girly she's not a reggaeton girly but it wasn't only reggaeton that's the thing and i like to go out but i don't like the club like i, I like, feel like you stay at clubs the not club? like not like big clubs like one oak but like smaller brooklyn clubs i do i like that this was giving uns 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 lights Oh, da, 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 da. I love that. everybody's standing up all the time. I'd be at the club, the club, quote unquote, like sitting at the sitting bar, down. doing a little dee dee from my seat like, and like talking and to dance. a bunch of people. Ah. Like, no, what am I supposed to do the same movement over and over and over again and just like pop? 
pop my back and like move all the time. I actually so don't really like to dance. I that's wrong. I will dance if it's like Beyonce and I'm like, you know, it just depends. Gotta have a right kind of Nergo spirit. <laughs> spirit. That's what it is. Shade was telling me I was being a bit of um something. American. Yeah, well let's call it that. Let's say that. Yankee. Let's call it sure. that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I call I mean, I will say this. Oh. Um, should we move to Havana Unana? Quick, um, just super quick. Yeah, let's move on to Havana. So let's see. In terms of timeline, spent a few days in Matanzas, spent a few days in Varadero, left there and headed to Havana Unana. And that shit was, oh my God. Literally, I had been in like more, (laughs) you know, like Campo sticks lifestyle for a couple days. Granted, like the hotel wasn't like that, but you were still kind of like in the middle of nowhere. You were like at a hotel that's in the middle of nowhere. We get to Havana and like we're driving through and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, it's a city. Oh my God. She was like a country mouse. I really was. (laughs) I was fucking country mouse. I was like, oh my God, look at these monuments. Oh my God, look at these tall buildings. Oh my God. Granted, it's not like New York City tall buildings. I'm like, girl, you're from New York. Like their tall buildings might have been like 30 stories at most highest, but it was just like, that's pretty tall. I wasn't expecting that. I had no idea what to expect from Havana. Um, Fascinating city in that like there's a lot that's like built up, but then you have things that are just in rub, like, in ruins ruins like rubble everywhere like it's very polarizing lots going on um Mm. but we were only there for a few days i really enjoyed it um i think the guys in varadero are hotter is there beach in havana no no Mm -mm. the 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 trip between havana and varadero was like two and a half hours and that area in particular, that Baradero Beach is like the most beautiful. So definitely if you go to Cuba, we recommend. A friend of mine who was staying in Havana said she did a day trip out there, though. She said she took a boat there. I don't know. So Interesting. something to look into. But um, yeah, this is my second time in Havana. The first time I went, I found the city like super fascinating, but also very difficult I think because of that like polarizing situation and I low key, I kind of felt it again when I went, when we were just there, just, it gives like the, like this barrio type vibes. It's just like some of the energy is like kind of in like not scary or anything. Just like it's intense. I don't know how to describe it. It's just like an intense feeling. It's just like, I think cause it's just like a something my eyes had never seen before really. And it's this crazy juxtaposition of something that's super beautiful, but then also like really kind of like broke down a little bit. Like there'll be people living in these old, gorgeous homes that are like looking like they're on the verge of like falling down, but they're like super beautiful at the same time. And everybody's just like outside. I don't know. It's just like nothing I've ever Mm. seen before. Um, yeah, it definitely feels like, you know, people say you go to Cuba, you go back in time because yeah. like the cars are super old. A lot of the infrastructure is super old. So it definitely 
has that feel, but I, I personally felt like the people are just so like vibrant and everyone's out and chatty and friendly and like, again, big kind of nightlife scene. Um, they have their own kind of like style of music and yeah, it was just, I like the nightlife in Havana more potentially. Well, you only went to mm. one bar. Well, you also <laughs> only went to one bar in... No, you went to two bars in... Five I went though. to two. I liked the place that we went to where the people were singing on the, on the roof where you were sleeping. Oh, I, I thought that was sleeping. a vibe. It was like we went to this one place on the... Like on the Malecon, the water. Um, I don't know what the name of it was, but it was this cool like concept spot with like a restaurant a whole like a small boutique hotel like a gallery space a rooftop restaurant i thought that shit was sick and there's this place that i wanted to go to the last time and they were closed and again this time they were closed fabrica del arte or something Mm -hmm. it's also like this cool like arts kind of shit but apparently it's a gigantic like warehouse they have like crazy ass parties in there um i'm super interested in like underground scenes and how people just like make shit right because that's the thing when we talk about like the rations and what types of foods and like resources they have access to people are just like creating like their own shit on the low so there's like lots of like hidden restaurants hidden bars shit in the cut and it's super cool and like just like kind of bohemian and fly so i was feeling that we went to La Guarida, which is like the like famous place you got to go eat when you're in Havana. I posted a picture from there. Everybody that I know that's been there was like, that's my favorite place. Oh, my God. I was like, it was aight. The random was boutique okay. hotel food was giving. Yeah, the food at the other place was aight. And then people were like, were gassing the decor. I thought it was aight. Same. It was aight. But the thing that I really enjoyed kind of in summation as we wrap up the episode is like it's a humbling experience. And I think you can have that in a lot of places that are not like the United States. Well, you can probably have that someplace in the United States. But I think it was humbling for me in that I've never traveled somewhere and just not been able to have things like you want to go on the internet, you fucking can't. You you got to go to a Wi-Fi park, get a card, scratch off the card and or the code or get back to your hotel. So there were just days where I just didn't have internet and I was not in communication with anyone. I didn't know where anyone was. I didn't know where anything anything was. My family was there and that was it. And like you figured it out. I love that. And I felt so at ease. I had moments where I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be on the internet. And then I had moments where I was just like, whatever, fuck it. And then there were days where you go to a restaurant that like you were like, yesterday I had this bomb ass fish here. And you'd go the next day and they'd be like, there's no more fish. (laughs) And you just had to be like, okay, what else do you have? Or like, you want a Sprite and all they have is Coke or vice versa. Or you want this beer. There's no beer. Like so many times. I told all my friends, like when I told you guys when you were there, I was like, don't don't get too attached to a meal on the menu because it might not be there. And yeah, she told me, she's like, yeah, so they didn't have any mojitos today because they had no mint. I was like, okay. <laughs> it's Cuba. But and yeah, you just have to be okay with that. And I think it was a, it was great. It, it was like a really nice 
time to have like going into the new year, like this reset of just like kind of level setting what's important, what matters, like your family matters, your loved ones matter. And that's about it. Like if you can get Wi-Fi to get on Instagram, not that deep. Like, yeah, are you having a mojito or a Cuba Libre? Who fucking cares? You're going to have some rum and relax. And I, and right. I think that that was that was great. So highly recommend Cuba. Definitely will be going back. I love it there. Glenn saw when we said goodbye to my Cuban family. I was literally oh. crying. I was like, oh, my God. Because we had to drive through Matanzas where the Ocha house was to get from the resort that we were at to go to Havana. And as we're driving, Shadi realizes that we're just like two blocks away. And she's like, we have to go back, please. It's right there. And she walks in and sees them. It was super beautiful. They're hugging, telling each other, I love you. I love you. I love you. She was crying. Yeah, my family. Yeah, it was so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Highly recommend. We can, we can go back whenever. Um, just got to have your $100 for your visa. Well, mm-hmm. I probably don't. 85. My mom was 85. On United oh, yeah. You probably don't need a visa from Trinidad. Yeah. So oh, good. facts. What would you do? Well, moving into our what would you do, quick text, actually. It's kind of a what would you do slash hotline bling because <laughs> um, we're on a travel episode. Somebody just hit me up and was asking me where they should celebrate their 30th birthday on a trip. Do y'all have any recommendations for them? You got a what would you do around where to celebrate your 30th birthday on a trip? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that you know. depends on the person. Your Metro the PCS is was so PCSing. Big. They want beach. They said beach, like a little bit of turn up, but also relaxing. Beach, I recommended turn up and relaxing. A couple days in Mexico City, then like Puerto Escondido. But that also felt like, you know, I'm just recommending Mexico, which we love. But is there anything else? Any place else? Is the budget, how's the budget? That's what I was just asking her. I was like, how far do you want to travel from? Right. And I think, I don't think budget is like too much of an issue. She says, somewhere without too much of a time zone change. She has a week. She's traveling from, she lives in the Bay. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So we don't want it too much of a time zone. So Hawaii change. from the Bay? Mm-hmm. Oh, Hawaii. Have you been to Hawaii? I've never been there. I really want to go. I'd like to go too. But I'm from the West Coast. Yeah. That's yeah. an easy trip. That's easy. I'm going to say. And it's obviously beautiful. I'm going with Jamaica. That's a far trip though. That is far. Well, listen, girl. It But Jamaica does tourism well. Yeah. So I'm going Jamaica. Maybe because I want to go there soon. But yeah, I'm going to Jamaica. I don't know. She doesn't Jamaica's strike me great. as a Jamaica girl, but maybe. I mean, if she lives in the Bay, California, she's, she's uh, not to make assumptions, she's probably been to Mexico. Yeah. she No, she's actually never been to Mexico City or Oaxaca. Right. Mexico's huge. Okay, sorry. Not those places, but she, has she been she's to been Mexico? She's been to Mexico. Like, yeah, I'm sure she's been to Mexico. Right, so that's but it's like- so different. Yeah, but Mexico part. City is like five hours from the bay. So hop on over to the to the Caribbean side because the water is way better. Like the water that you're going to get in the middle, like Acapulco, Puerto Escondido water. Sorry, it's not giving Caribbean sea. It's just not. Yeah, I mean, for beaches, I was actually thinking in my head Jamaica too. The only part that it's just a far trip. Like yeah. the Caribbean from California is not a fun trip. 
But she was also she saying she would go to South America. Like, girl, you gonna go to South America? So take your ass. So then she could go to the Caribbean. I was gonna represent, recommend Aruba. Aruba, for some gorgeous beaches, maybe. I like Jamaican food more, but yeah. <laughs> and for turn up, right? Like I went to that to shades strip club. Turn up. <laughs> I can't see her in shades. She's kind of. She goes to like um, like UC Berkeley. She's kind of like. Like, mm. okay, but I'm not know. gonna send her to I Columbia for like, the Colombian delights. I just feel like Jamaica does tourism really well. They do. Like, there's something for that's their bread and butter. There's Costa Rica. She yeah, she Costa wanted to go to Costa Rica. She if she wants that. to do Costa Rica, I heard the W there is. Mm. Costa Rica. Maybe that I could see her doing Colombia though. These are this is for you guys too. Colombia would make a great like group trip too yeah well some travel recommendations for happy you bir- it's her birthday right mm-hmm. her 30th happy 30th turn up have fun be safe but yeah you got some options <laughs> all right yeah. well ladies chelsea you want to take us on out yes um thank you as always for listening we appreciate it Hope you got some gems from this week's episode. Um, send us your what would you do's at hello at Black Girl Sexing, or you can DM us at Black Girl Sexing. Also, become a patron on Patreon at Black Girl Sexing, and tweet us at Black Girl Sexing. Thanks for listening. Love you. Bye. Adios. Thanks again for listening to Black Girls Texting. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Oh, and don't forget to text every group chat you're in and tell them to check us out. Follow your girls at Black Girls Texting and we'll see you next week. Bye.